It's really nice, you know I got that stereotype Talk to those girls for only one night You know I got that stereotype Look at my car, best part of my life You know I got that stereotype When I'm in the place, I'm ready to fight You know I got that stereotype Remix The Dead Cup of music and life Learn day and night and I grow Over my family so they can thrive Welcome to the Remix The Dead Podcast I put the song Stereotypes That Anthony And I did At the beginning of this song Because I believe it is a powerful song And it is one of my favorites We are talking about Racism and just the stereotypes of racism, him being a black guy and me being a white guy. And we joke in the beginning, but we touch on some very valid stereotypes that we have. And the la- my last line and the last verse is very, very, very powerful. So here it is, and I hope you enjoy the song, and I hope you enjoy the episode and get something from it. It's not for everybody. A lot of people probably won't agree with what I have to say, but I believe every word of it. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, whatever please feel free to reach out and we'll have a conversation, not a fight. If you want to fight, please don't. But if you want to have a conversation, please reach out to me. I love you and hope you enjoy. We don't get them. My stereotypes at, son. Get her done. Turn my headphones up. Old teeth in my mouth. Where's my stereotypes? Yeah. <laughs> ah, let's get them. Where's my boots? You know I got that money stack. You know my rims on black on black. And if you don't like it, then I'm thinking that's just really whack. Of course my gear is really tight. I'm walling out all through the night. Don't stop. Look at me the wrong way or we gon' mess around and fight. Let's go. Let's keep my khakis creased. Cook my food and bacon grease. Ugh. Stereotype. The rhymes I rap and cause I'm black, what? the world will have us fall. 
I got that stereotype. Talk to those girls for only one night. You know I got that stereotype. Look at my car, best part of my life. You know I got that stereotype. When I'm in the place, I'm ready to fight. You know I got that stereotype. Play that funky music, wipe or I don't place my mind in noise. I've been told I'm racist. Wait, wait, um, have you seen who I rap with? Have you seen who my pastor is? I'm tired of attention. We need to live like the Titans. Remember, instead of Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing today? This is Ryan Greenwood. I'm Remix the Dead. You know who it is. Um, I just wanted to get on here real quick and say how appreciative and grateful I am for every single one of you. Um, it doesn't matter your skin color. It doesn't matter your financial situation. It doesn't matter your religious views or anything like that. I am grateful and blessed that you are in my life. Uh, whether we've talked just a few times or whether or not we're family and best friends, I just appreciate you. And I believe this needs to be heard. Uh, I wrote something yesterday on Facebook and one, it was a tribute to my brother, Anthony, Anthony's godly guidance. That's family to me. He's family. They're the, they're the brown and black greenwoods. And I love them and I learn from them and vice versa. Uh, I saw him today for the first time in months and I ran like a little school kid with my arms flailing like a, <laughs> I, I was running pretty goofy. I ran up to him and I gave him the biggest hug I can give. And it felt great because one, we weren't able to see each other for a few months because of this, the, the, the Corona thing, but he, he is my brother and it saddens me to see what's going on in this country <laughs> that we as a society are going through this. It saddens me that a police officer who, I don't know all the details, and we've been seeing this for years now, and I have to apologize that I have been silent about it. Being a white, blonde, blue-eyed, white male in America, and I'm sitting back being silent. That's on me, and I apologize. But seeing and hearing the fear in their lives on top of this corona thing and trying to provide for their family and do the right thing, they have to worry. 
be fearful. And it just saddens me. And we, I hear people talk about, oh, well, I'm colorblind. I don't see color, blah, 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 blah. That's BS. I'm calling BS on that because you are colorblind or we're not colorblind. You see that person's color and it sparks some emotion in you. For me, whenever I see a person of a different color than me, I see love. I see compassion. I see an opportunity for myself to learn. Learn about this person, first of all, and then their culture. And see, catch a glimpse of how they think, how they feel, how they do things. Not a lot of people do that. And I had talked to Anthony today. Anthony's Godly Guidance. Shameless plug as always. I love you, brother. I'd also talked to my pastor. Black man from Alabama. He was telling me this is nothing new to him. But he also was grateful for that post that I put up yesterday. And he showed appreciation. And he also asked me to keep going. And my brother in, I think, Bama. I think he's also in Bama. He's a, he's a roll tie fan, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm thinking I, I think I'm thinking Bama. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, man. But he feels living in Bama, not a lot of people, especially politicians and people of authority, listen to his voice, and me. Being who I am, and especially after hearing Anthony's dashboard pastor video on Facebook, I feel, and also the same day, my wife felt that we need to say something. My wife is also white. My daughter's white. We spend a lot of money on sunscreen. I'm pissed off about that. But you know what I'm more pissed off about? Is these people feel like they can't make a change. No one's listening to them. So, I'm going to use my... And I'm going to acknowledge the white privilege. I'm going to get on this computer. On this platform... And voice. Try and be a voice. For my brothers and sisters of this country. Because this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. But Ryan, all lives matter. (laughs) Yes, all lives do matter. But when we sit back and don't do anything or say anything... For the black community, then we're 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 not helping. 
It's like if you didn't vote in this this last election or any election, you're not helping. Being indecisive is being decisive. Being silent is taking a side. But Ryan, you don't know what it's like to be black. You're right. I don't know what it's like to be black. They don't know under, they don't know or understand what it's like to be white. Yes, I've had my issues with I've had issues in my own insecurities and experiences being white and racism. When I was out in the oil field, excuse my language here. I was called because I was working mostly and hanging out at work with Mexicans. I was called the albino beaner. And I was called a few other names, which I'm not going to say right now. And having the foreman... And a couple of the other higher-ups come up and say, why are you hanging out with, with those guys? Why are you with them? Because they work and I'm helping them work and they treat me right. And other workplaces where I've been, I don't want to say minorities. I was with blacks, I was with Mexicans, with Asians. I got along and I related to them so much more. And I took the time to understand what they are going through. I took that time and see their perspective, learn about them, learn about their culture, learn about the, just learn about them. And yes, I could say, oh, a lot of my best friends are black or a lot of my best friends are Mexican and sound corny and cheesy as hell. But it's true. I, a lot of the, I don't talk to certain family members just because of the derogatory and demeaning and stuff that comes out of their mouth. Just because of the fact that they're ignorant and they don't see how special other people of different color are. And a lot of them, they claim, oh, I'm a Christian. I got Jesus Christ. And see, I'm going right there with my stereotype and my... I'm I'm going with the stereotype. I'm being judgmental right there myself. So a lot of people I hear they say, Oh, I believe in Jesus, I believe in God, I I I do this or da 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 da. But then on the other hand, their actions when it comes to different races says differently. If you can't love your brother and sister no matter how they were brought up. 
or what ethnicity they are, or what culture they belong to. I could be wrong, but that just doesn't seem real Christian-like to me. And I'm not saying I'm holier than thou myself. Because I make mistakes, and yes, when I was younger, a lot of racism and racist ideology was, or whatever you want to call it, was heavily influenced around me. But praise God, praise God. That he was able to get a hold of me and be like, nah, man, you're you're not going that way. You're not going to go that way. And I think that's one of the cool parts is, and I kind of break it down a little bit more with my name. Yes, my Sprite or not, not Sprite, but with, with Remix. Yes, it started when I was hanging out with the homies and friends and family. Drinking Sprite Remix. Doing stuff. My my dude, he looks at me and he takes a hit off his, off his blunt and is like, Hey man, you drink that stuff all the time. And you're always changing up your style. I'm going to call you Remix. So that's stuck. But it goes more than just the Sprite. And it goes more than just the music. I'm able to take things from different cultures. like Kind of like a chameleon, I guess. Take things from different cultures... And mold them into who I want to be and my style and my, 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 my philosophy and my psychology. Which a lot of people don't do. A lot of people don't do. And I'm a blue collar white guy who loves hip hop who loves rock, who loves, I even, I, I even came out and said, I love country music. But I cannot stand ignorance and racism when it comes to other people. If we're going to get upset or get butt hurt over somebody else's skin tone and we can't love them, then that's a heart problem. That's an education problem. Because yes, I've had my years where I was awkward around certain cultures. I was like, uh, I don't know how to act because I don't know if my appearance came off as threatening to these people. Because, yeah, if you look at me, sometimes I have the resting, the 
resting a whole face. <laughs> I do. I have one of those faces. If I'm not smiling and I'm just thinking about stuff, I look mean. I've had one guy. I was I was working. Uh, I was doing some oil oil field stuff, and this guy he didn't talk to me. Little short Mexican guy. He didn't talk to me because of my resting a-hole face. And he told me, he's like, you looked mad. You looked angry. You looked intimidating. And I apologize for that. I think that's why, I, yes, I do wear dark colors. And I do have the resting a-hole face. But that's also why... When I'm out in public, I try and wear something that shows a little bit of fun or joy or silliness just so they're like, okay, this this guy, he's, that's why I enjoy talking about music with people, love talking about Jesus and God with people. But just off that one statement of you have that resting a face and you just you you look you look mean without even realizing it I instilled fear just because of my appearance but that's also what I think a lot of other people different races, whether you're white, black, Asian, Mexican, alien, whatever. I think we get that. Oh, it's like, oh my gosh, I see this guy over here. Because Anthony, he's got resting A face too. And he looks, sometimes, sometimes he looks angry or pissed off. He's thinking about Superman or a comic or, or something he just read in the Bible. But just that initial appearance, just because of some of the stuff that we've seen, whether it's on the news or social media or a movie or TV show or a past experience that we've had, I get that. But we have to move past that and and and, and make those connections with people. We need that community. And I also said on there too on the on the post. Let me let me pull it up real quick. Um sorry. That's your that's your little wait time music for you. <laughs> Alright, where's it where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at? Here, I'll just I'll just read the uh I'll just read it to you real quick. Much love. And this post might upset or make some people uneasy, but I feel it needs to be said. Again, I love you all again. Or I love you all. As a white, blonde haired, blue eyed male in this country i am disgusted what's going on the things i see here on the news social media even out in public 
we are letting something simple as skin pigment skin pigmentation separate us. I've said this before on a podcast. I was ashamed to be white when I was growing up. But as I'm older, I'm not ashamed any longer. And I practice Christianity, worshiping Jesus, who was probably a person of Middle Eastern descent with darker skin. Point one that I had earlier. I don't know the whole story with the murders, but seeing and hearing those family members close to me living in fear leaves me with a heavy heart. I have no clue what it is like to be black, but I try to show love and catch a glimpse from their perspective. People are people. Yes, all lives matter. But right now, we need to be a voice for our brothers and sisters out here. The spirit of racism is evil. And yes, at some points when I was younger, the influence was heavily around me. <laughs> and like I said before, praise God, he opened my eyes and my heart to not go that route. My family is blessed to have become members of a church before my daughter was born, to have a diverse group of people. One of her really good friends, Anthony's granddaughter, since birth, about a month difference in age, is black. And they never skip a beat when they when they get back together, man. It's it's a beautiful thing, and it just melts my heart. And then the last part, colorblind. No, let's see the color of our friends and family, then love them and learn from them. Because drawing on a single color piece of paper with the same crayons isn't going to make a pretty picture. It just seems pointless. Not going deeper with diversity and add different colors and shades to make the masterpiece, or it seems point. Yeah, it seems pointless. Not to go deeper with diversity and add different colors and shades to make a masterpiece God had intended for us. And I don't believe we were supposed to live like this. I don't believe my brothers and sisters were supposed to live in fear like this. And if people get offended by this message, by this podcast, then so be it. That is not my problem. That I'm going to give you the responsibility. You can unsubscribe right now. And that'll be okay. But I really do hope and I really pray that this gets you thinking a little bit. It might irritate you a little bit. It might be that seed to change your perspective a little bit. I'm not telling you. I don't want to tell you how to feel. I don't want to focus or force you to feel something that you don't want to feel. I just want to shed a little light and maybe plant a seed in, in, in your, in your crap, in your mind to grow some different fruit, different way of thinking a little bit. But I, at the end of the day, you have the responsibility to water that seed and take that seed and grow it to something beautiful, maybe even to help other people. Because we, 
we we have movies, and I reference them in the song Stereotype. We have movies such as Remember the Titans. And if you've seen it, you it's not just a great football movie. It's a great message about racism. And one of my favorite lines in there is when, I forgot his name, but the, the, the white quarterback, he gets in a car accident. Spoiler alert. He gets in a car accident, and he's in the hospital, and he's, I think Julius, I think he comes in, and he's black guy. And the nurse or the doctor says, oh, it's only close family only. And the guy who was in the accident, the white guy, he says, are you crazy? Don't you see the resemblance? And that hits home on so many levels because I see the color, but I see the person. I see the person for who they are. I see the heart in this person. I see the compassion in this person. I see, and I want to know, I want to know their passions. I want to know, and I want to hear their voice. I want to see them succeed. I want to see them happy. I want to see their families grow. I want to see their seeds that are planted. And if they don't know how to plant their seeds, I want to help them plant their seeds and grow something special. I want to invest my time, my resources, my white privilege to help them grow, whether black, white, Asian, alien, whatever. I want to, I want to see my people grow in abundance. And as far as the cops, I believe that the cops, I just watched a video a little bit ago and the guy had a valid, very valid point. I actually watched a couple videos, but there was one, it was Killer Mike from the ATO, rapper, hip hop producer, um, investor, businessman. And he said, don't burn down your cities. If you're going to protest and riot, educate yourself, plan, and go to the voting booths. Get them there. You see this governor or you see this person here in authority, vote them out. Let's get them out of there. Go and if and if you and if you have a crooked cop, go to the police department, file a complaint, and if they don't listen to you, go higher up. It's just we have to be bold enough to do that. We have to be bold enough to to educate ourselves, and I'm not talking just to black people right now. And I'm not talking just to white people right now. I'm talking to everybody. If you have the ability to get on the internet or go to the library, 
or download the digital library, educate yourself. Think for yourself. Ask questions. Because if you do that and you learn the histories and you learn the laws and you learn what could be in place, it'd be powerful. They say knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. When put into action. And yes, you will fail. You'll look silly sometimes. You'll make mistakes. But that's where you gain that wisdom. And you gain that wisdom, we'll be unstoppable. And apply what you've learned. And I'm guilty of this too, getting into drugs and alcohol at certain points in my life, getting so tripped up, getting tripped up in the whole media news thing, watching garbage. Because honestly, a lot of the media is biased, almost all of it. And they're just trying to make a buck or two, just like you and me, whether you are CEO of a company or you work at the local gas station. Just making money, trying to provide for your family. But that's what's awesome about a lot of these a lot of these platforms like a podcast. Or your Facebook page. Yes, the Facebook page might take it down. But you know, there's ways to be resourceful and keep getting the message out there to educate, to refocus, to plan, to move. And I believe that the police and the governments need to govern and police themselves. And my pastor even said, too, he told me something that he saw at a, at a history museum. I, I believe it was in Atlanta, and it was about Martin Luther King, and it was about riots and Rioting is pretty much an action where they where people don't know how to communicate or they feel like their voice isn't being heard. And yes, there are sports riots which are ridiculous. That's so stupid. Rioting over some sporting event. I, that's that's silly to me. That's super silly to me. Oh, my sports team lost. Uh, I'm going to go to riot and loot. No, that's silly. That's stupid. 
half of those, actually all those people in that organization don't give a about you. All you are is a source of revenue and income. Yeah, my team's going to win this year. No, <laughs> that's not your team. You just support and brand, uh, the brand and the franchise. But anyway, and with the whole not being able to communicate, I think that's why, honestly, for me, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to use myself as an example. I was a very angry kid. Because I was not able to communicate very well because of the stutter. And then also my vocabulary wasn't very good. I was not very articulate with some of what I was saying. That and I always just felt like I, my voice was never being heard. That's why I started podcasts. That's why I started rapping. That's why, And I still feel sometimes that I'm not being heard. But God's given me the gift of, hey, just just do it, man. Put it out there. Patience. Put it out there. And it'll catch. It'll catch. Maybe you'll just get a little amber that, that fizzles off a part of a field. Or, yeah, burns off part of a field. But who knows? You might get another gust of wind or another amber might, little, little uh, spark might come along and right beside you and cause another flame. Because I was so angry and there's been doors punched with holes in them. Um, I've nearly broke my hand a couple times. Thank God I didn't. Um, I've even harmed myself because I couldn't figure out a way to explain and communicate how I was feeling. But now I use the seven second rule. I'm going to get a little Jedi on you real quick. The seven second rule. You're having a conversation with somebody, whether you're having a, an agreement or a d disagreement during that time and you're done with what you're saying, and you give that person seven seconds, and they go the full seven seconds even longer, you probably can guess either they're listening or they're not listening. Because if they're not listening, they could be like, oh, uh, what? Uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. But if they are listening, and they hear you, and then they take another couple seconds to respond with a answer of understanding, then you know. But I know some people, they just, you can count to seven seconds, or try to anyways, and they, boom, 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 boom. What's next on their mind? People don't take the time to slow down their own mind to find out what's going on with the others. Uh, I've touched a lot of stuff on this episode. Um, but I, I definitely, I, I'm, I pray 
pray for this country. Pray for my brothers and sisters of all color. Yes, all lives do matter. But right now, we need to stand up. Black lives do matter. And I'm going to touch on one more post that I did and then let you guys go on to next episode or whatever you got to do today. And I appreciate your time and I appreciate you. Thank you so much. I wrote this other post for my brother, Anthony, and I'll just read this one too. I have to say that I love my brother, Anthony Johnson. We met about seven years ago at church. When we met, we were both and we were both different men than we are today. Anthony found out that I rapped and did music. God brought us together through Jesus and Jesus brought us together through music. Anthony is my brother and a mentor. He has always been there for me and my family. We are family. This, These past few years, I believe we've grown more than ever. We've arrived at church to help set up chairs and talk about our struggles, our projects, and our families. We'd laugh and we'd hug a lot. I write this because I'm grateful for him, his family, my pastor, and all of my friends and family who are black. I'm heartbroken and upset that you have to live with this fear. I cannot go on to say I understand it all, but I can say that you matter. I love you and thank God you're in my family's life. Anthony Johnson, your life matters because help so many people with the light that God has placed inside you. Anthony Johnson helped save my life when I was going down a dark road and I thought about ending it all. Thank God. I love you, my brother. I love you all. Black lives matter. Hashtag bro. Hashtag stereotypes. Hashtag family. Hashtag unite. Hashtag love. Hashtag Christ, hashtag take a stand, hashtag speak up, hashtag prayer. And it has a picture of me and Anthony outside the venue by a tour bus for the Andy Minio's Uncomfortable Tour, which, great album, go check it out. Um, And he has a line in there where it says, the problem is me. If I don't stand and say something, then I'm I'm no help. I'm I'm stagnant. So I just I just pray that you hear where I'm coming from and that you don't think I'm trying to force anything on you. I just pray that you get something out of this. And the the words God's given me help spark that fire in your heart. But that's that's really all I, I have today. Um, 
But thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And please don't be awkward <laughs> when it comes to other races or ethnicities. Be genuine, be loving, be caring, be understanding. And if you don't understand, ask. Read a book. Talk to somebody. Because my wife, she, she asked. She asked Anthony, hey, what do I do? And pretty much his answer was put pride down and be bold. Be bold enough to, to say how you truly feel. Don't think about it too much because if you think about it too much, then you'll you'll be stagnant. Let it flow. Let the love flow. Be simple. Let's let's it's okay. And I'm not being saying be simple as be stupid or be ignorant, but be simple as in take some of the key words that I'm saying. Compassion, love, understanding, uh, other people's perspective. Like, take that and build off that to keep it simple. All right. Well, I love you guys. I hope you, I pray that you are touched and got something from this mess message. But I will I'll be back next week with another podcast. I don't know what it's going to be about yet. But I just really... No, I got one more thing. I got one more thing. Time's, time's not running out yet, so I got one more thing. And also, I'm going to relate it to a father standpoint. As I was as I was growing up, I knew one one black lady in Broomfield. She had big old wig, and I could still smell her uh, perfume to this day. And she gave the greatest hugs. And like Olaf, I like I like warm hugs. And she was just a sweetheart she was just i i can remember her smile i can i can remember everything about her and then she wasn't there anymore she moved on to other other things and my mom didn't work with her anymore and lost touch and i don't know if she's still alive or if she's gone on to be with jesus or not but then in middle school there was only a few black kids and I my only experience outside of that lady was what I saw on TV and I was like oh my goodness there's there's other there's more more out there and that that, that was that was my ignorance that was oh well I didn't know any better so with not educating being educated or being exposed, it was like, oh, well, uh, well, I don't know what to do. Should I, 
and I got made fun of a few times. And I said, and sometimes I still get made fun of because I am a nerdy white guy. Um, I have a picture with propaganda, propaganda, one of my favorite uh, hip hop artists, and I'm I'm giving the thumbs up with like a white dude that I am. Pretty funny. Um, but and then throughout high school and stuff, yeah, I, I got to, like I said, I got to learn. I got to meet, I got to be exposed to different cultures, different, different ways of thinking, different ways of living. And it just, it, it, it opened my eyes and that's, and I'm, and over the years I've met so many different, awesome, outstanding, intelligent black people. And they've influenced me to be who I am today. And yes, I'm not just discounting, or I'm not discounting any other race, and I'm not discounting white people because I know a lot of people from other races who are who are amazing, who are strong, who are smart and intelligent. But I, I get why I, 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 um, I don't get it fully, but I, I, I feel, I feel, I feel for them and I have a different perspective for them or with them. And I just farted. So a little bit of comic relief there. So I apologize. <laughs> Good thing y'all can't smell it. I had some burgers today at, at, at church. <laughs> um, Good food, by the way. Good food, church. And I miss seeing everybody. But just, just moving forward, understanding and just being able to love on people is amazing. So, but I, I guess, I guess that's it for now. I might, I gotta, I gotta shut this down before I can go on. But that's. That's how, that's how I feel. But I love you guys. I'm done now. I'm Remix the Dad. And thank you again so much for listening. Thank you. And I pray for you. I pray. I want to pray with you. You know, let's pray right now. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for my brothers and sisters of all aspects of life. Thank you we have a chance in the midst of this chaos to have the opportunity to speak life, to speak love, and change our hearts, change our mind, change our actions. I pray that the fear that's out there and the avenues that generate a lot of the fear will stop and be exposed for what they are. And people would educate themselves, including myself, educate myself, 
I pray that they know that they are loved. You love them. I pray protection over them. I pray that you, everybody who's hearing this right now, whether you're a believer or not, that you fill their hearts, fill their homes with your Holy Spirit and love and compassion and help them realize that you want more for them. And I pray, I even pray for that cop that you change his heart, change his mind. Yes, he's done some bad, 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 horrible, terrible, awful things, but I pray for him and his family. That you will come in and love and change, change their hearts, change their minds and expose the spirit of racism that is an evil thing i pray that you comfort everybody who watches the news i pray that you you just fill this earth fill fill the fill all the spaces with your holy spirit i just i just pray that you let everybody know how good you are and that there are silver linings in a lot of this chaos. There's a lot of beauty that can come out of this chaos. Yes, storms and fires come in, but with Jesus, there's peace and understanding and discernment and wisdom to handle all of that. And I pray that everybody gets that. And in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much again, guys. All right, I'm done. I'm, I'm seriously done now. I will talk to you guys soon. And please like, share, whatever. And if, yeah, if, especially if you found something, got something out of this. And if you were offended by it, that's on you. And I and I I cannot apologize for and I'm not responsible for your actions when it comes to hearing certain things. And if you disagree with me and you'd like to talk about it, please reach out. I don't want to fight. I do not want to fight. I want to have a conversation. All right. Well, I'm Remix the Dad. I love you. Peace.